hope you enjoy this message from South City C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Ah, well, hey, it's great to be here with you guys and girls tonight. And uh, man, I could not be more excited to have these guys coming on board the team here. And I am so excited to see what God does through them and with them uh, and through you as we step into this next chapter together. I also want to say thank you for all of the support and the encouragement and the kind words that so many of you have been reaching out to me uh, over the last weeks to share as I also am stepping into a pretty new chapter. Uh, and so thank you. So appreciate your support. And as I was considering what I wanted to share with you guys tonight, I was thinking about some of the places where we have been so far as a spiritual community. Over the last years, we have explored Jesus' teachings across the many different books of the Bible. We've looked at important topics like racial equality, sex and relationships, and how to be an example and how to lead in our workplaces. We've had amazing panels, we've had beautiful times of worship, and we've shared many laughs and smiles over a good slice of brownie. And while all those things are awesome in and of themselves, I can honestly say that part of what has made those things so awesome is the privilege that I have had of doing those things together with you. And I couldn't be more grateful for the investments and the leadership that Jaunty has provided for me and to you uh, over the last years. And I also couldn't be more excited to see what God has in store for us as we pick up where Jaunty has left off and as we continue together in the great work that happens every Sunday night on the corner of Morehouse and Colombo Street. And tonight, I get the privilege of sharing with you. And as I do, I would like to share a message that's perhaps a bit different in some ways from what I would normally do. But I believe tonight is a night of new beginnings. And perhaps that gives a little bit of permission to share something a bit different. I would like my heart with you this evening, and I would also like to share where I am sensing God might be leading our community in the time to come. But before we do that, would you bow your head with me? Let's pray and just invite God to meet us as we look at his word tonight. So Lord, we pray for you to come and show up. Holy Spirit, we say this is your space, and we are your people. And Lord, I pray that tonight as, we, uh, as I share, as we look at, at your word and, and uh, just explore what you've been speaking to me about, Lord, I pray that you would uh, move on hearts and put in them the same stirring that you've been stirring in me. Lord, we want to go somewhere amazing together. And so, Lord, I pray that tonight that you would use my words uh, and that you would come and meet us here in this space. In Jesus' name, amen. In Matthew 9, Jesus said, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. Have you ever felt 
like you were missing something, but you didn't really know what that something was. Maybe you've had a, a sense of discontentment at times, but not really knowing why. Well, at the start of this year, I found myself feeling a sense that there was something missing in my walk with the Lord. And it's not that things weren't going well. I still felt close to Him. I was still enjoying being in the place of worship. And generally, life was going pretty smoothly. Besides, of course, the sleepless nights and the new skills that I was acquiring of changing nappies and getting a squirming Emmanuel to go to sleep, uh, which is a set of skills that I'm still trying to perfect today. <laughs> but besides that, everything really was going smoothly. But I couldn't seem to shake that sense of discontentment that I needed something new, something different. And it was really frustrating because I couldn't work out what that thing was. And so I started reading some new books. I started listening to some new podcasts. I even tried waking up early to spend some time with the Lord in prayer, which I figured out really quick is really hard to do when you've got a newborn. But I just felt so frustrated. And I was just saying to God, God, why do I feel so discontent? This doesn't make sense. But then something interesting happened. So one morning at church, Rachel McConaughey came up to me, and she told me about this leadership coaching uh, that was with an organization that she was a part of called New Wine. And she said this leadership coaching was uh, something that was going to be happening in a few months' time, and just thought I might be somebody that would be interested in it. And... Um, she said this coaching was all about equipping leaders to move more closely with the Spirit and to equip them with the tools that they needed to lead more effectively. And I had never heard of this organization, New Wine. Uh, but as soon as Rachel mentioned it, I just had this inner sense that I needed to go up to Palmerston North and attend this leadership coaching. Fast forward a bit from there. And we had a guest speaker named Cindy Ruakiri. Some of you remember her coming along to visit us. And she came and she spoke at both our morning and our evening services. And she spoke about a sense that she was feeling and that many others were feeling that God was wanting to bring something new to the church in New Zealand. And then sort of uh, at the last moment, she asked our worship team to finish out the night by singing the song, new wine instead of the song that we had picked out, which our worship team did a very good job with. <laughs> and I just thought it was interesting because the, the fact that Cindy on that night took on this theme of new wine, it was just interesting to me because Sarah and myself and Emmanuel were about to fly up to Palmerston North the very next morning to attend this coaching with an organization called New Wine. So I was starting to feel like maybe a bit of a pattern was beginning to emerge. So we flew up to Palmy, we went to this new wine leadership coaching, and we had an amazing few days with some amazing leaders from across New Zealand and some from around the world. And there were two things that happened up there that really stuck out to me. The first thing was during a worship night that they had at this event. It was, I think, the second night, and this guy came up, he started playing. And about 20 minutes into the worship, I just felt something come over me, and I began to weep, and I could not stop crying. 
And I had this, this clear sense that God was setting before me this open door to a new season. But I felt like he said, in order to step into this new season, there was something that I was going to have to lay down. And so I said, Lord, what is it that I need to lay down? And I clearly heard him say, you need to lay down your need to be comfortable. Uh-oh. <laughs> Second thing that stuck out to me from this coaching was on the last day, they had this guy named Joseph Lee who came and shared with us. And while Joseph was speaking, I had this clear picture flash through my mind of him holding out a glass of wine and offering it to me. And I felt in the moment God speak to me and say, I want to give to you and to your community the wine that I've given to this man. And so after he finished uh, speaking, he came to, around to each of us leaders and he asked, is there anything specific that I can pray for you for? And so I shared with him this picture that I'd had of him holding out this glass of wine. I said, well, it'd be great for you to pray for, for this wine. I don't know what it means. And he goes, you know, that's really interesting. He said, I didn't say this to everybody. He said, but uh, he said, for the last like month, God has been speaking to me over and over again about this scripture where Jesus is talking about new wine and the new wineskins. And he said, I actually wasn't planning to speak at this event. He said, I just got a last minute invite a few days ago. And he said, and I thought it was really interesting because it's at this thing called new wine. And he said, now you're coming to me and saying, you feel like God wants you to have this new wine. Interesting. And so Joseph prayed for me and prayed for God to release that new wine. And as he did, it felt like something powerful landed in my soul. And you know, the teaching was amazing during those three days of leadership coaching up there, but I went away from Palmerston North less with a sense that I had been taught something and more of a sense that I had caught something. And in the time since, I have heard a number of other people sharing from across our church and across our city about this sense that God is bringing new wine. It's just over and over again. And while it's perhaps not overly clear what that new wine is exactly, what does seem to be clear is that God is wanting to bring something new to our church. Which has got me thinking that maybe, just maybe, we are here tonight at the beginning of some new wine that God is wanting to pour out on us. And if we are willing to lay down our need to be comfortable, well then God might just take us somewhere where we've never been before. So if God is wanting to bring new wine, well, then that begs the question, what is new wine and why does God bring it? We'll take a look at Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 37. In it, Jesus says, uh, or Jesus being the he here, he also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new and the piece from the new will not match the old and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. Now Jesus was speaking this parable to the religious leaders at the time, the Pharisees, who had come to accuse him and his followers essentially of being too happy 
And the Pharisees pointed out that John the Baptist's disciples fasted and mourned, but they didn't get why Jesus' disciples didn't do the same thing. And they had a hard time understanding why Jesus did things the way that he did them and said things the way that he said them. Now, because we are unfamiliar with some ancient practices, uh, it's difficult sometimes for modern people like us to understand some of Jesus' parables. Now, in Jesus' day, people used animal skins for storing liquids. Now, if you had a fermented drink like wine, what would happen over time is that wine would begin to expand and that skin would stretch. And so if you put new wine into old wine skin that had already been stretched to its limit, well, then the problem was that it would then burst because it couldn't stretch any further. And so this is why new wine needed to be needed to be preserved in new wineskins. As the wine expanded, this new skin would stretch to accommodate it. And with this parable, Jesus was making a very specific point. He was here to do something completely new. And if the people of the day tried to make sense of it through a lens of their old understanding and their old expectations and regulations, they would miss the amazing thing that was happening. Through Jesus, God was redeeming the world to himself. And if people expected this season to look familiar to what God had done before, they simply would have a hard time understanding it. So when Jesus talks about new wine, he's talking about something new that God is doing. When he talks about wineskins, he's talking about our mindsets, our expectations, and our way of doing things. And oftentimes when God does something new, it can challenge those mindsets, those expectations, and those ways of doing things. And this pattern is repeated across the pages of the Bible many, many times. When God wanted to bring Israel into the new wine of a promised land, he had to lead them through the wilderness with a pillar of fire and cloud in order to free them from the old wineskins of their Egyptian-like thinking and their slave-like attitudes. When God called David to be king, he had to take him through giant slaying, through betrayal, through hungry nights in a cave, and through vindication before finally giving him the crown that was promised to him. And through David's writing of the Psalms, as a result of that process, God brought to the world the new wine of what it really looked like to be a man after God's own heart. When God wanted to bring the new wine of the gospel to the Gentiles, he knocked a Pharisee named Saul off his donkey and took him on a journey that changed the wineskin of the way he thought and the way he lived his life. So when God brings new wine, it challenges us to think differently. And I also believe it accomplishes three different things. The first thing that new wine accomplishes is to free us from fear. So when we drink wine, it reduces our inhibitions. Now with earthly wine, that's not always a good thing. Uh, but with spiritual wine, it can speak of God's unique ability to free us from the fears that keep us from trusting him more fully. Like Peter, who felt emboldened to step out of the boat, new wine is always going to lead us into a bolder and a deeper faith. The second thing that I believe new wine accomplishes is to reveal our blind spots. When new wine is poured into old wineskins, the wineskins will leak. 
And so in the same way, when God does something new in our midst, the areas of our life where we are not trusting God can have a tendency to leak when exposed to this new wine. Now we can respond to this discomfort by either doubling down and trying to hold the old way of doing things together the best we can while the wine leaks out, or we can say yes to something new and embrace the new wineskin. The third thing I believe new wine accomplishes is to intoxicate us with his love. Jesus' very first miracle was turning water into wine. And just as earthly wine makes the heart merry, so also the wine of the Spirit can intoxicate us with God's love in a deeper and more beautiful way than we could ever imagine possible. So those are the three things that I believe new wine accomplishes. Now here's another question. When we feel like God might be bringing new wine, well then how do we know it's actually from the Spirit of God and not just somebody with some new idea about the way that we should do things and the way we should think? Well, I believe the answer is this. While change and newness can often be uncomfortable, new wine that is truly from the Spirit of God will always empower us to love God and love people more. It will always lead us into greater obedience to Jesus' commands, and it will always produce love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, righteousness, and self-control in the lives of the people who embrace that new wine, because that is the fruit of the Spirit who brings the wine. So I really do believe God is wanting to pour out some new wine on our church. And if we are willing to lay down our need to be comfortable then maybe God will take us somewhere where we've never been before. So what is the new wine that God is bringing to our church? Mm. He does save the best wine for last. Well, here, if we're going to talk about asking this question, we sort of have to enter the realm of speculation. But I can at least tell you what I am speculating that God might be wanting to do in our church, both with our morning and our evening service fano. I believe that this new wine may contain a fresh invitation to be a passionate people who don't just know about God, but who truly know his heart. About three years ago, I had a very vivid dream. And I haven't shared this dream with too many people, and this will be the first time that I've shared it publicly in a setting like this. But over the last few months, I have just had this dream coming back up to the surface and just stirring within me over and over again. And so I'm beginning to wonder if perhaps this dream is related to this new wine that God seems to be speaking about. So without further ado, here's my dream. In the dream, uh, I was walking with Jesus through this forest. And in this forest, there were these massive trees. It kind of looked like, if you've ever seen pictures of the redwood forests in Northern California, you know, it's really massive, massive trees. And we're walking through this forest, and I look up in the trees, and I notice that in the trees, there are all these little rolled up pieces of paper. And there's things written on them. And so... We're walking through this forest, and I, I asked Jesus, where are we? And I heard him say, we are in a place called the Forest of Secrets. 
And Jesus told me that this forest contains the secrets of the heart of God and the secrets of the hearts of men and women. And he said, periodically, we, and when he said we, I I had an understanding in this dream that he meant him, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. He said, periodically, we cause these trees to release some of their secrets. And the results are moments like the period of time that you know from history as the Reformation, where there is a sudden increase in the revelation among the people of God. And we continued walking, and Jesus led me over to this specific tree in the forest. And as we approached this tree, he said, this tree is your tree, Josh. And he said, I've been temporarily withholding some revelation and some insight as I've been preparing you, but this is only a temporary thing. I am about to release many of these secrets to you, and you will understand me and yourself with much more clarity when this occurs. I am also doing this with many others across Christchurch and in other various places, as it is time for my people to experience another great reformation. In Martin Luther's day, I unlocked understanding of the scriptures and made them available to many. In your day, I will unlock understanding of the heart, and many will begin to understand themselves and my love for them with a clarity not seen by any generation before them. This is the reformation I desire in your day. And I saw Jesus reached up his arm like this, and a wind came, and I saw all these trees begin to drop, these little pieces of paper, and then they were carried away by the wind. And I woke up. Now granted, this dream is just my own subjective experience. And it is possible that I just had some bad pizza uh, the night before that messed with my dreams. <laughs> it was some very holy pizza, I think. <laughs> with lots of mushrooms. <laughs> but you know, the world has changed pretty dramatically in the last year or so. And while we might, might be slowly inching our way towards the end of the pandemic, One thing that is very clear to me is that things will not be the same as they were before. And if that's true for the whole wide world, then it most certainly is true for the church. And I don't know about you, but if God is wanting to bring a new reformation in our day where his people understand his heart and their hearts in a way never seen before, then I want to be willing to say yes to partnering with him to make that happen. And if this indeed is connected to this new wine that many are sensing that God is wanting to bring to our community, then I believe that God wants to empower us in a new way to go further than we've ever gone before in loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves in the way that God intended us to. I've seen too much over the last six years to believe to not believe that God is doing something beautiful in this church, in this city, and in this land. And I believe that God has invited Sarah and I, and now Emmanuel as a bonus, to come and play our little part in the symphony of the great work that is unfolding in the land of the long white cloud. And my friends, you have a part to play in that work too. And if that work is anything like the way that God has led the Pauls and the Esters and the Peters of history, 
then we can have confidence that while it won't always be easy, it will be worth it. I believe that God is inviting us to receive new wine. And if we are willing to lay down our need to be comfortable, then God might just take us somewhere where we've never been before. Would you guys stand with me? Have band come and join me on stage. Thanks, guys. So I believe tonight is a night of new beginnings. And there are times in our journey, both as individuals and as a body, where God sets before us an open door. And for some reason, God doesn't usually (laughs) see fit to tell us what's on the other side of those doors. The doors are simply an invitation to say yes to something new and to trust Him. And I don't know exactly what the ins and outs of this new season is going to look like for our church. And not knowing exactly what it's going to look like certainly makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, if I'm honest. But I do know that God is going to lead us each step of the way. And I believe with all of my heart that if we say yes to Him, and yes to whatever this new wine looks like for us, then He will take the soft clay of our hearts and shape us into something beyond what we could today imagine possible. So here's what I want to do in the next couple of moments. Earlier in our service, we had some commissioning for me and for Sarah and Georgia. Uh, But this new chapter of our church isn't just about us. It's about what we are going to build together. And so because of that, I would like to pray and also commission you into this new season and into this new wine. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to pray from the front for you. And as I do, as I do, I believe that the invitation that God is extending to us tonight is twofold. The first invitation is to lay down our need to be comfortable. The second invitation is to say yes and to make ourselves available to this new wine. And what I want to do is, as I pray, uh, I'm going to pray for all of you, but if this is something that you really are feeling, it struck a chord with you tonight, and you want to respond in a special way, then I want to invite you to actually to come forward to the front. And in just a moment, what I'm going to have happen is, if it's okay, I'm going to have our key, key team and our uh, other leaders are going to come up and they're going to be the ministry team and they're just going to pray for you and so um, i'm going to pray and then we're going to go into this last song and i invite you to respond to make yourself available uh, as we respond to this new wine so lord i thank you for this spiritual family god i'm so grateful for where we've been and where we've gotten to journey together so far. And Lord, tonight I pray that this would be a night of new beginnings, of new horizons, where you begin to lift our expectancy to believe that more is possible. 
to believe that even though we've gone deep, that we're still just standing in ankle-deep water. And there's a whole ocean of your beauty and your love and your majesty for us to go and explore. We stand at the shores today of this new season. Lord, as you've set this open door before us, I pray that we would uh, first be willing to lay down our need to be comfortable. That that need wouldn't be something that, that trips, up, trip us, trips us up, that keeps us from stepping into all that you have for us. And then, Lord, as we lay that down, would we also turn and say, Lord, I am available. I say yes. I don't know what it looks like, Lord, and it's a little bit scary. But I say yes, and I'm going to walk through that door. So, Lord, tonight I want to pray a commissioning for this people. I want to commission them into this next season for our church and for their lives. And Lord, I thank you that this new wine, it's going to look different as you pour it out to each of us because we are all created uniquely and you're going to equip us uniquely with the things that we need to fulfill the assignments and the calling that you've given to us. And so Lord, I pray that in this coming season that you would free us from comparison that we wouldn't look to the left or to the right, but that we'd focus on you and on the new wine that you're bringing to us. And Lord, may we celebrate that new wine as we see our brothers and sisters step into it and receive it. Lord, I thank you for tonight, for this opportunity to step into something new. And Lord, as we go back into this last song, Lord, I pray that you would come, Holy Spirit, and stir us afresh to believe for bigger things and to believe that you are still the God who does impossible things and that you can take us to places where we've never been before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.